This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. Hey, hey, you guys. Welcome to a Tuesday tune-up. I am J.M. Ryerson. And I'm Lisa. How are you doing today? (laughs) I'm doing awesome. How are you? Good. Other than this is like our 100th setup (laughs) with cameras. I hope you like this one because I'm kind of tired of moving cameras. Do you like the setup? I do. Good. I like being next to you. Good. Nice. Oh, it's very nice <laughs> to have you next to me. So uh, we are going to talk about what I was just talking about was frustrations. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today because we are talking about accountability. Now, I know accountability typically isn't sexy and people aren't like, yes, I want to talk about accountability. But it is something that we all need in our life. It's something that in order for you to accomplish your goals and dreams, whether it's in business or in or personally, you need to be clear on what those expectations are. So my frustrations were always doing the camera. That's bit, that's because unmet expectations. I wasn't meeting your expectations of what it should look like. So now we are hopefully doing that. <laughs> All right. With all that being said, three actions to boost your accountability. Uh, when I say accountability, before I get into it, what what's the first thing that comes to your mind? I love it. I absolutely love accountability. I don't think I've always loved accountability, but it's been in my life. My like my entire life has been about accountability. Like my parents have drilled that into me. I don't think that was a word that was said in our family per se, um, but it was always like, do what you say you're going to do. Um, you know, we expect, these are the expectations and we expect you to do it and we're going to hold you accountable for that. So you literally hit the first, the first tangible thing, setting proper expectations, because so often we are supposed to be accountable for doing something, but if you don't know what the heck you're supposed to do, how do you know what, what, what you're supposed to do? So literally setting expectations. So what your what your parents would say is this is exactly what we want you to do. Do what you say you're going to do. And the thing that comes to my mind is not ever assuming. I know whenever I assume something has been done, something is going to be taken care of. The old adage of when you assume <laughs> you make an ass out of you and out of me. So right. I guess when you set those expectations, it doesn't have to be real formal, but it's something that is clearly set. And how do you go about setting your expectations for myself or for others? Anybody, anybody. I mean, look, (laughs) we have kids. You can talk about that. You, uh, we work with, uh, you know, employees. You can talk about, you have me, you set expectations for me all the time. So (laughs) how do you go about doing that? So, I have, I've had to work on my communication skills, obviously, over the years. And I, it's not anywhere near perfect, but I feel like it's getting better because things are getting done the way that I expect them to be done or closer. Okay. So we can't go that far, but, um, I make lists, right? I love lists. I make lists for myself. I make lists for the kids. I make lists for you all the time. And it seems to work, especially with the kids and with you, like, here are the things, here are your to-dos for today, right? So for example, we have a teenager, TJ. Love him to death, but he's very squirrel, squirrel, like, you know, kind of all over the place. And you can tell him to do one thing, but you can't tell him to do four things at the same time. So I've had to tell him one thing at a time, but I've realized if I text him a list, Mm. they all get done. 
He's like, mom, my list is done. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So it's just really just figuring out the communication that works for each individual, whether it's an employee, whether it's your child, whether it's your oldest child, your husband, um, seeing what works for them. And that's what I've found that has worked with my family. I don't know if you're cheating and looking at the notes, but literally the second one is no, I'm not. <laughs> cascading communication. And here's, here's why that's so important. And especially I'll, I'll speak to me, the oldest child in this regard. Communication is a big thing for me, being respectful within communication. And so often I would feel like you would say, do this, do this, do this. And I'm like, I'm not your child. You don't tell me what to do. You can ask <laughs> me, hey, would you mind doing X, Y, and Z? And the, you, I hope you get a completely different response from me because you could say the exact same thing, but you say, do this. It's really unlikely I'm going to do the dishes, clean up, whatever it is. But if you say, would you mind? 100% I am in. <laughs> so maybe you can talk about that because you also brought up TJ and some of the ways of communicating now. It's just different. My parents would have never texted me. I didn't have a cell phone to begin <laughs> with, so that wouldn't have worked. But the communication style is different today than it was as we grew up. So how do you find that proper communication with one another? And then how do you cascade it down so everybody's on the same page? Well, that was a lot. Yes. Okay. So first I'm going to tackle, would you mind? Because this is really funny. So JM, I mean, it's basically, he told me, he's like, hey, if you tell me to do something, I'm really not wanting to do it. But if you say, hey, would you mind doing this? See, I don't need someone to ask me nicely. It's like, hey, Lisa, I need this done. Okay, I'll get it done. That's the communication I'm used to. Mm -hmm. The communication used to needs a little bit more fluffing, per se, um, more asked in a nice way. But it's really funny because I'll still, you know, your programs run deep and I'm working on them. And, you know, it's the funniest thing because I'll sit there. I'm like, hey, JM, clean up your mess. And then I go, would you mind? <laughs> and I'll throw it in there later. And then he's like, he said, because if I say, would you mind, then he'll get it done. So that has been working um, sometimes really in a funny manner, but it works. And then, yeah, with t with the well, kids. I don't want to leave that for a second. And okay. here's why. Because I literally just took another personality assessment, probably the thousandth one I've ever done. Because mm -hmm. I like to know why am I wired the way I, I want to know, you know, why do I need that? And it's because I don't like rules. If you ask, are you a rule follower? No, like <laughs> the polar opposite. So when you dictate, you need to do this. I don't need to do shit. Let's be clear. Would you? Now it's like I'm doing not a favor. Maybe it's that way, but it's like, yeah, I like to help, but I don't like to be told what to do. Well, you like the freedom. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, it's freedom of choice at the end of the day. See, I grew up in a dictatorship um, <laughs> household, so there was a lot of rules, and I'm a rule follower, like, for the most part. I do back the system sometimes, but for the most part, I follow the rules because that's what I'm used to doing, yeah. and then I expect my children to follow the rules, and so if they ever ask why, I go, because uh, I said so, just go get it done, you know, where you would give them a whole dissertation of well, this is why you have to do this. And I think that's amazing. Well, I mean, your you. patience. I, I really applaud that. So I'm trying, I'm working on that. <laughs> well, and I don't want, I want you to talk about TJ if you want, but I, part of this is the cascading part. So again, as parents, 
We only have two human beings we're really responsible for in this world. But if you set an expectation for them, part of the cascading is also letting me know, hey, JM, this is what I'm asking the kids to do. And this is the timeline. Because otherwise, if I don't know, I promise you it won't won't get done on time because I'm not pressed or urgent in most of the household chores or whatever. I'm just like, yeah, it'll get done eventually. But this cascading part, I can help support you in the family or specifically in business. If the whole team doesn't know the expectation, if it's not communicated, then no one knows what's actually going on. So finding that way to communicate is so important. Yeah, totally agree with that. And Speaking of cascading, so recently what I've tried doing, and I tried it I probably just once last week, did not end very well, but I did a group, we have a family group text where we send each other videos and TikToks and funny things, you know, throughout the day, and I knew I was going to be home, so I specifically, there was like directions very, very clear expectations on what had to be done um, for each of the kids. And JM was on that same family group text because I was trying to cascade communication to say, hey, you are going to hold them accountable. Well, I got home and none of it happened. It's not true, (laughs) by the way. This is where you embellish, but go ahead. In your eyes. In my eyes, nothing got done. So we're going to continue to work on cascading communication. Yeah, I think that's important. I think it's important. Look, we are applying something. You reflect back and say, was this properly communicated? Was I clear that this needs to be done or I'm going to be very unhappy? No, none of that. The house <laughs> was still, up, you know, it's still upright. The kids are alive. So far, I think I'm crushing it. Things are doing great. Uh, the last thing for uh, really having accountability work within, again, work or relationships is choosing to celebrate. So often when you ask somebody to do a task or a project, you forget to celebrate the wins along the way, especially if it's a big project. If it's something where it's it's going to take a month, 90 days, a year, along the way, you need to check in and celebrate to say, hey, you're doing a great job. I don't know anybody that hates to hear you're doing a great job. And so this is something that I have to remind myself of because when I get in work mode, uh, just like the video I did the other day, I I'm very serious. I don't mean to be, but I'm focused and I'm trying to do something. Remember to celebrate along the Mm -hmm. way. Hey, you're doing a great job. Hey, you're doing what you need to be doing. Choosing to celebrate is such an important part because it keeps you on the path of wanting to continue. Yeah, absolutely. I would have to say that this is one piece that I love Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm really good at celebrating. I celebrate everything. Like birthdays is like big celebration. Everyone's birthdays. I don't care. It's my dog's birthday. We had a birthday party. Yes, we had a birthday party for our dog. Um, So I love to celebrate. And I think it is really important, especially in business. Like, you know, we had agents. I used to have to train agents and every step, you know, they had a million promotions, but every single promotion was a big deal, mm. right? Because it was another milestone and I take them out to lunch. So little promotions would be maybe a lunch, right? But then big promotions was like gift cards. I took, you know, my agents to spa days. We did really fun events. And I remember that because when we worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, they did a great job of celebrating, right? Everything was a celebration and you have to keep that fun going because if you're not having fun, 
like I told my our son yesterday, we just got home from a tennis tournament, and I said, if you're not having fun on that court, competing, and you're just having a crummy attitude or whatever, then it's not even worth it. Because what are we doing, right? If you're not having fun doing something, don't even think about doing it. Well, it won't last long term, right? right? And how many times have we seen that? Not to totally dive off into another subject, which we could spend hours on. But these kiddos that you see that have so much pressure put on them or they put on mm-hmm. themselves and they forget why they started to play tennis in this example to begin with. It was to have fun. Right. And so often you'll see these remarkable players at an early age burn the heck out because they forgot. I started playing tennis for fun. Mm-hmm. And the moment you forget that, you are not going to continue because if you don't enjoy it. Long-term, that's not something in your lifestyle you'll continue to do. So Let's be clear, though. Back up really quick. Mm -hmm. He was just using it as an example because JM does not play tennis. That is one sport that you don't Mm -mm. excel at at all. No. (laughs) Greatest athlete ever. Not a good tennis player. (laughs) That was kind, babe. I appreciate that. I was not going to put myself in that category, but not a good tennis player. I will definitely say that. Um, So just to recap, the three actions to really boost accountability at work, at home. The first one is setting expectations. That that is literally the most important thing. Then cascading communication. So everybody that's involved on this project, this, this thing, this task knows what's going on. And then lastly, Celebrate, celebrate along the way, remembering to do these things. Then accountability doesn't seem so bad. And it's it's something that helps you thrive in whatever you're doing. So obviously we are doing StreamYard. I, we didn't see any comments today. So what I would ask and what I'd love to hear is, A, when would you guys like us to do these? Because I'd love to get more feedback with the audience. Mm-hmm. And so this was what, 11 o'clock Eastern time on a Tuesday. Would 2 p.m. be better? Would It doesn't really matter to us kind for the of. most part. <laughs> but, you know, when would be a better time? Because we want to interact more with you. We want the comments to come in. And then also, I'd love to hear how you guys are thriving with your accountability, some of the tools and tips. So where can they send that to? Yeah, just email us anytime at info at letsgowin.com. We're on all the social media platforms. So check out our blogs, podcasts, all that fun stuff is on there and just comment away. Because we love hearing from everyone. Absolutely. And we're trying to build this audience. We continue to do that. The Let's Go Win movement is building. And the more you can just share with your friends, please do. Because we love to meet new people. We love helping people. And uh, that's what Let's Go Win is all about. So until next time, you guys, have an amazing week. And remember, your mindset matters. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. That helps us build this community, and that is what we are all about. Building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to letsgowinpodcast.com for information on my coaching courses, and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson.